Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Camp Half-Blood. Aaron here, child of Athena. And Monica, child of Poseidon. We'll be your camp counselors guiding you through the canon of the Percy Jackson universe. That's right. We'll be going through Percy Jackson and the Olympians, Heroes of Olympus, Trials of Apollo, and the companion stories a few chapters at a time. And we'll even suffer through those trash movies for the sake of the content. But before we take you to Camp Path Blood, page by page, we figured you probably want to get to know your head counselors. I mean, you're a new camper, right? Means you'll have to stay in the Hermes cabin. Tough luck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, grab your bags, or maybe it's just your Minotaur horn, because that's all you possess after the Minotaur murdered your mother. Let's dive in. I'm so excited that we're doing this. Percy Jackson has been something that's been talked about in our friendship for such a long time. Yeah, yeah. Books in general, but like the Percy Jackson series, the original, is just something that we reference constantly in our daily conversations. That's, yes, especially lately because I've reread the series because... My significant other had never read them, which is like a big no-no, and so we decided to read them together, so I've been rereading them, and Monisa has read them like 5,000 times, so I've been sending all my rereading thoughts to her, and we were like, why don't we make a podcast, because there aren't enough Percy Jackson podcasts. There's honestly not enough Percy Jackson content for my liking, but I mean, I am someone who's been obsessed with this series since I was like, each literal child. Yeah, well, that's valid because, like, there isn't enough content. There really isn't. So I typed up a couple questions to let our campers get to know us because, I mean, we are the head counselors. I do headcanon myself as a camp counselor. I think, I mean, I was a patrol captain when I was in elementary, so I think I have that vibe, you know? (laughs) (laughs) The vibe of everyone hates you? Yeah, I was like a, what was it in high school, an honors officer or whatever? Yeah, so I'd be a camp counselor. I could delve into that lifestyle. You'd be the camp counselor with the checklist and the clipboard. Oh, I do room inspections. Oh, you would. We'd all throw things at you at some point. Yeah, I hope. I would only hope so. I get the full (laughs) experience. Well, my first question, which we've already answered, but we get to explore more. Who is your godly parent and why? And why don't you go first? Because uh, you had some question marks after you said you're a child of Poseidon, so... (laughs) I think so. The character of Percy Jackson is someone that I've loved forever. So because I like him and I relate to him and his sense of humor, etc. as a child, I think that I would then, I say like, oh, I'm the child of Poseidon. But is that like self-important because I just identify with the main hero? Uh Or is it like actually (laughs) who I am? I'm kind of scared of the uh, like open ocean. I didn't grow up like going to the ocean. Grew up Pacific Northwest, diving into lakes, not oceans. Too cold. Yep, yep. So you say Poseidon, but maybe you're like maybe. Am I inflating myself or? (laughs) And I was like, I just don't identify with any of the other ones. And I've taken Mm -hmm. all the like you know stupid quizzes online, and they all give me different answers, and none of them are consistent. They're like, and the questions are always like, do you like music? And suddenly it's like Apollo. (laughs) 
And I'm so like, do you Thank like you. the dead? It's like, oh, you're Hades. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I need to find like a good quiz because all the quizzes I've taken, like, honestly, the one on Rick Reardon's site, I always, also, I never know if I'm pronouncing his name right. I'm just gonna call him Uncle Rick and. It's- yeah. That's what everyone calls him. The one on his site, um, all the love to him, but the one on his site is trash. It is, I get a different answer every time I take it. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't found, like, a good quiz. I, I bet there's one out there. Like, like you know, for the Harry Potter ones, they have the, like, really long, really in-depth quizzes for your Hogwarts house. They gotta I do just, that for Percy Jackson. I think just Harry Potter just happens to be so big that people, mm-hmm. like, super identify with being in the houses, so they have to make good quizzes. If you ask someone who's your godly parent, they're gonna be like, what the hell are you talking about? They'll be like, um, my mom's name is Kim? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were, like, pretty, you've been pretty solid on your godly parent, and I completely agree with your choice, so why don't you tell us more about that? Yeah, I am definitely a child of Athena. I felt that way when I was young, which, like, obviously because I projected myself onto Annabeth, but still, I think that I'm like Annabeth, and I, I think that I would be, though, like, not the type of child of Athena that is, like, on the, well, most of them aren't, like, fighting. Most of them are in their little planning strategy tent. And that's what I've always wanted. Like, you know, not that I'm ever hopefully going to be in a situation where I'm like battling. But if I was, (laughs) I'd want to be in the tent doing the strategy. Like in Game of Thrones with like Sansa. And she like comes in with the like extra army at the end. That's what I want to do. I want to be the strategy girl. Um, And I really like planners. So basically what you're saying is you're a Virgo. Yeah, I'm a Virgo. I felt like kind of a lackluster response to like. <laughs> I'm the child. I was like, I like planners. Yeah, there we go. I love planners and I like to plan things. And uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm open. I'm open to input. I'm open to like discovering a different godly parent. But I don't think that I have one because I think that, you know, Athena's I would my mom. Pretty solidly say that. You know, Athena is a good parent for you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) (sighs) When did you discover Percy Jackson and what's your relationship to it? That's like an interesting question because I've been thinking about that for a bit ever since we talked about making this podcast. So Percy Jackson was a book my older brother had picked up and he was Mm -hmm. like a little bit older than I think Percy was in the book, in the first book. Uh Uh-huh. And I think I I might get, be getting my dates and ages wrong because I think the first book came out in like 2006. So I think it was like right at the same age. I don't know. I can't do math. But um, How old were we then? I don't even know. <laughs> How old well, was two- I? How old am I now? <laughs> oh, 2005. I just Googled it. Oh, shit. Okay. So, right? Yeah. So what? Yeah. It's been <laughs> 15 years. Is that right? That's right. That wow. That's weird. How that old also are we? makes sense. We, we were, were like, both eleven. No. No. Nine. <laughs> How old are nine. You? We yeah. were nine. Yeah, also some background. Monica and I have known each other since we were like twelve. Yeah. So this is like a lot of years. <laughs> and we're of like friendship. Yeah, we're in our mid twenties now, so <laughs> no, don't say that. That's I know horrible. it's really disturbing. It's I'm old. But yeah, so I was nine, so Percy was like this okay. older character, and so my brother read it, he 
I remember him really liking it, but, like, not getting past the first book just because mm. he had a short attention span. Yeah. And I picked it up, and I was, like, obsessed. And it was, like, the books came out as I was growing up, and so I was picking them up as I went. And I'm pretty sure there was a gap because um, somehow at, like, one of those, you know, scholastic book fairs, was it? Or, like... Somehow the last book ended up on my door, like at my house. Either my I bought it, my dad bought it, my brother bought it. It somehow ended up at our house. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this series. <laughs> I remember liking the first one. And then I just like reread all of them. And I was like cemented it as like, this is incredible. Like mm-hmm. the romance, the, the, <laughs> the fantasy aspect of it without too much tragedy or too much like dystopian nonsense. Like it was mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think I probably read them around the same time. I don't, I think I read them like whenever they came out. And I'm also pretty sure that my mom read the first one aloud to me because we used to read aloud like every night around that age, which is funny looking back at now because my mom is like notorious for pronouncing things wrong. And I'm like pretty sure she probably said all the Greek words wrong. Like it's very (laughs) funny to think about. Um, yeah, but I always liked them, and I read the series, like, as it came out, the um, Percy Jackson and Olympian series, through the last one, whenever it came out. And then I only recently read Heroes of Olympus, because I don't know why I didn't read it back then. I think it's because I heard that the first one didn't have Percy, and then I went to college and got too busy, but I recently read it. Right now, I'm almost done with Blood of Olympus, so I'm, like, pretty much done with them. I have, like, a few chapters left, but I'm actually enjoying them. And as I said earlier, I recently reread the entire series, like, a few months ago, which was a great experience. It was really and fun, because yes. Aaron's Aaron, I think that's where you got it from, like, your mom reading out loud to you. Like, Aaron reads uh-huh. aloud to her significant other, which yeah. is the, like, cutest and the most barf-worthy thing you've ever heard. And I know. Um, it's been really funny because, like, I've been getting both of their reactions as they read it, and it's been super fun because I'm, like, experiencing it with them. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot, like, I don't remember this part at all. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, I think I created a monster because Mike is, like has gotten more into them than I really thought would happen. He's like, it's like all he's talking about now. I'm sort of like, are you okay? And he's like, okay. So he's like giving this full analysis of how he like wishes that they had like Percy's perspective in the Blood of Olympus book and why and like this whole, and I'm like, okay. (laughs) Created a monster. I created a monster, but it's okay. It's not the worst thing to be into right now, you know? Yeah. Who is your favorite character? I'm asking you this one. You're asking me this? Yeah. Okay, so, like, I want to say Annabeth because, like, I am Annabeth. Except I'm a physically weak Annabeth. That's how I would describe myself. Like, without the, like, (laughs) (laughs) the fitness level, uh, that would be how I would describe myself. But I also think that, like, like, I like her um, because I am her. But, like, you know, if I met her, I probably wouldn't vibe with her because we both want to be in control so like my my other favorite characters are probably both percy and i really love leo um they're kind of similar similar vibe i love the like dorky funny little bean (laughs) i also but nico's been growing on me a lot i didn't like nico and percy jackson olympians like i i was like i don't get what the hype is he's just like an edgy teen who shops at hot topic but now i love him like, his edginess makes me laugh so much. 
I think it also depends on the age, right? Like, when yes. I first read it, I was like, Nico is so annoying. And now yes. I was like an adult, I'm like, Nico is two years old, and he's yes. wearing eyeliner. Like, I love him so much. I'm like, he's just like a moody little teen, yeah. like, going through a phase. Figure out who he is and all of that good stuff. Yeah. I obviously, I think Percy is my favorite character, but You I know think... a series is good when the main character is, like, everyone's favorite, you yeah. know? That mm-hmm. means, like, it's a like, that's why people want to read it. That's the whole thing, though. And, like, is it my favorite because we actually get his proper first-person perspective for, like, six books or however mm-hmm. many five books. But, like, I think I would like Leo more because mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Like, his whole plot line in, um... I think it's uh, House of Hades I adored, but Mm -hmm. like, it's not from his perspective, it's from a, you know, third, what is it, third reader perspective, and it's not. It's like third person limited or whatever, yeah. Yeah, exactly, Mm -hmm. and so, I don't know, you just don't feel as attached to him, and they also, when they had described him, like, his self-loathing comes across as like the narrator hates him (laughs) rather than he hates himself. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, and don't be me to him. This poor little guy. Also, like, I, I think Annabeth's the 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 third person reader. I keep saying perspective makes me like her less, which is not it's just mm. not what I liked. Oh, like, it felt kind of like I was reading a stiffy version of like stuffier version of Percy mm, instead mm-hmm. of like this whole character that is mm-hmm. like her own independent person so uh-huh. I, I mean I love Annabeth too but I think I would yeah. like all of them more if they got their own first person's perspective I could see that definitely yeah oh ooh, we should who's your least favorite character oh Jason oh I say I say Piper. I would you did say Jason, but Jason, like now, I honestly find Piper more milk toast than Jason. But I haven't read Trials of Apollo yet, and you haven't um, either, yeah. right? I haven't. I just um, like, never got into it. I mean, we're gonna read it throughout this, so yeah. uh, spoiler free for that for sure until we read them. <laughs> but um, in the last like two books of uh, Heroes of Olympus, Jason's grown on me like like marginally. Like, very yeah. little. Piper really bothers me because all she talks about is Jason. Which is so unfortunate because you have yeah. this, like, very cool native woman mm-hmm. and it's just, like, boiled down to a stereotype of her wearing a feather in her hair. I'm oh my pretty God, sure there yeah. was a lot of controversy around There was. That. I just, like, think mm-hmm. that it's, like, an accessory rather than who she yes. is. Her yes. background. Yeah. Like, and I then- think... It could have been done a lot differently. Exactly. And then who she is ends up being just like a big fan of Jason. And that's all. Yeah. I've heard that she gets a lot better in Trials of Apollo because apparently she's in it. So I look forward to that. Seeing her growth, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Of all the books, which one is your favorite? I've read the last one the most. I'm a big fan of like Mm. final books. Like the final Harry, the last Harry Potter book, Mm -hmm. the last Lord of the Rings Mm. movie. Like, I love everything coming together and the hero winning. I also just like that Percy and Annabeth finally get together. But oh, I also yeah. really like um, Battle of the Labyrinth. I think that's, that's a very my favorite. interesting one. Oh, really? Yeah, I love Battle of the Labyrinth. I remember, like, that one the most. I mean, obviously, like, I remember the first one, like, the most. Because I think I've read the first one. 
highest number of times, but the labyrinth, like I have such a visceral memory of that as a kid because I was always really into maze. Like I really had this like fantasy of myself in a maze figuring it out. So I was really excited about them going into a maze. (laughs) But like, I really like that book. And my favorite line in the entire Percy Jackson series is in that book. Do you know which one I'm talking about? No, I can't even think. <laughs> My no. favorite line in the whole series is when, spoiler, I guess. I I mean, if anyone's listening to this, I'm guessing they've already read the series or if they haven't and they're reading along. We'll just kind of say spoiler before we give something away from the future, I guess. The part where they find Rachel and she's like, oh, I just had to play dumb. And Annabeth goes, was it hard? <laughs> What a bitchy mood. She's such a bitch, and I love it. <laughs> that line gives me life. Oh, oh. I did like the inclusion of Rachel because it's like maybe mm-hmm. there's like a, like a, what is it, a love triangle, and you're like wanting to bash your head against the wall, and it doesn't even last three seconds, and you're very yeah. happy about it. Yeah. And also, Rachel's like pretty cool. Yeah. Like, she's a cool character. She's not bad. No. I mean, I didn't like her when I was a kid because I was like, Annabeth doesn't like her, so I'm going to hate her too. But now I'm like, she's actually pretty cool. She threw a hairbrush at Kronos or whatever. Was it Kronos that she yes, threw the hairbrush was. at? It yeah, was. it was Kronos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, am I saying the right? I'm like at reading Heroes of Olympus now. So I'm like, there's too many villain, uh, like giants and gods and uh, my brain. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. Like I, there was like I took a Greek mythology class in college, and mm-hmm. my roommate who took it with me at the time, I just remember her being like, "Do you actually know that, or do you just know that from Percy Jackson?" I felt <laughs> exposed. That's valid. Mike apparently was in that class with you. He brought it up. I, he's talking about how he took that class, and he was like, "Oh yeah, Monica was in that class," and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what?" Do you know how many times throughout? Like, my college experience. Okay, so, by the way, I've known Mike also since we were, what, like, 15? Yeah, 16. (laughs) Yeah. He used to ride my bus in middle school, and he would not talk to anyone, and I was, like, wanted to be his friend, because I was, like, wanted to be as obnoxious as possible. Anyway, I, like, just remember, (laughs) like, trying to sit next to him at things, and he'd just be like, I want to do my own thing, and then go sit in the That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Fine, bye. You're like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, like, I have collected over the years, like, a bunch of really good Greek mythology books. One that I will shout out here is Mythos by uh, Steve. I think we're sure it's Stephen Fry. Monty Python. Oh, yeah. 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 It's really well done, and I've heard, actually, the audiobook is better than the actual, like, book. Just okay. because he narrates it himself, and it's a good one to just, like, listen to while you're just, you know, driving or chilling. Because it's just, like, mini stories. He just goes in-depth through each, like, deity and story in Greek mythology. That sounds fun. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I took my freshman year of college my first semester because I was in this, like, really uppity honors program where we, like, it was like a... what. It, like the liberal arts, I don't know what it was called, but it was like, we went through all of like Western history each quarter in like, we had to take a history, a philosophy, which was terrible, and an English class. And the first we did like ancient Greek and Roman. And I remember like sitting in that class being like, 
all my knowledge is from Percy Jackson. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm not going to say that in front of these, like, very stuffy, rich children who think they're smart because they read the Iliad five times. <laughs> I'm not bitter. But I was like, I know everything from Percy Jackson. Even, like, I read Percy Jackson before I read the Odyssey. So I'm like, when I read the Odyssey, I was like, oh, yeah, Cersei. She turned <laughs> Percy into a guinea pig. Like, <laughs> It is a really fun series, I think, for people who do know Greek mythology too. Like, yes. if you're like the vice versa, because they he does a good job of like turning it into a little bit of a joke of like guinea pig versus yes. pig. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. cute. It's all really funny. So why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, why are we doing this? Um, I think we talked about that, right? We like, yeah, you know, we like this series. We found that there wasn't a lot of content on it. And uh, we thought we would just chit chat and like, what else do you do in a pandemic but record everyone's conversations and try to put them online? Exactly. I mean, just owning it. Owning the millennial podcast thing. It's equivalent of like our older generation starting a band. Like we gotta do this. (laughs) That's so true. Yeah, like 40 years from now, everyone's like, parent will be like, I was in a podcast (laughs) in 2020. Oh, Oh, gosh. Um. But yeah, I think it, there's not a lot of Percy Jackson content, and I mean, the show is, like, got approved, and Rick's working on it, and, and Becky, Rick and Becky, and Who the it's gonna- Becky? His wife! Oh, I'm so sorry, I don't research Aunt the Becky. <laughs> <laughs> We gotta get on that train. <laughs> the train. The I train. Know. I think it's also just kind of nice to refresh and remind ourselves, because I think, I mean, it's- gonna pick up but it's gonna take a moment for them to get everything started Mm -hmm. so might as well just like sit here and enjoy the content because there is the fear that it's going to be horrible like i mean oh i know what was it how many movies are there three there's two there's two two. and watching them they feel like watching like 30 movies like they (sighs) it feels like it just drags on it's just i'm so excited for us to watch those on this because it's just so funny to make fun of them um but i also i also think that like during this like i don't know since like whenever we went into lockdown i've been like rereading a lot of childhood favorites like i was already rereading harry potter and then i reread gregory the overlander nobody else read that as a kid except for me you know except for you and they're very good books um but i reread that because i wanted to and then then i reread um Percy Jackson and so I feel like it's been like a very helpful thing for me I'm like this is bringing me a lot of joy and like hope reading about these monsters and children so I mean I'm talking about it will be fine after the Hunger Games which I I stand by is a great series but Mm -hmm. after the popularity of the Hunger Games these fantasy kind of novels disappeared like they picked up after Harry Potter and it was like, okay, there's a hero, there's a happy ending, there's magic, and everything's kind of cool. And then it was like, but what if instead the youth were into despair? And then they just kind of <laughs> dove into that. And they what did if the not government? Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's become too much of a reality that I don't want to be reading mm-hmm. those books. I'm like, I can't see this being married in my government today, and I don't want to see that. So I'm just going to, like, you know, ignorance is bliss. So... <laughs> I'm going to read Just about gonna monsters. Just going to read about monsters, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have a single sword and there's a prophecy, you know, a prophecy that's going to just, like, tell you exactly what's going to happen. You just have to be smart enough to figure it out. Yes. I love a prophecy. I know it's such a trope, but I love prophecies. 
I used to, as a kid, I would, like, I'm pretty sure I did this in Percy Jackson, and, like, all the books that had prophecies, I'd, like, memorize them. Oh, Jesus. And try to figure them out. It was, like, really lame. (laughs) I had a lot of time on my hands. (laughs) So, tell us again how you were, like, an honors captain or whatever. I feel like I'm just, like, I'm I'm stepping on myself repeatedly. Oh, man. A breakdown of how our episodes will also play out is a good way to kind of explain what to be Mm -hmm. expecting from us. Yeah. I mean, we're obviously going to start with The Lightning Thief, and we're planning to do about, like, two to three chapters per episode, depending on, like, the length of the chapter and how much goes on in it, and we'll go through each chapter. And Monisa is our, going to be our Greek myth expert. Mm Mm-hmm. I love a good Wikipedia rabbit hole. So I can do some fact checks for us and just kind of like whenever like a monster shows up, I can be like, actually, or, you know, he actually did a good job or, you know, this was actually seen here and here. Not too much to be like, (laughs) actually, and coming in and ruining everything. Just enough that Mm -hmm. we have a little bit of interesting context and you feel educated by me. Yeah, yes. And we can learn more about the, like, exceptionally funny Greek myths and the, like, parts that Rick leaves out. Because <laughs> sometimes <laughs> they get real raunchy. Oh, yeah. And disturbing. And that's Problematic, fun. yeah. Oh, yeah. Zeus yeah. <laughs> Zeus sucks. They all kind of suck. Like, they all, they all high-key suck. And then last, we're going to end with, like, lightning rounds. I think it'll be Mm -hmm. fun to just kind of go back and forth, ask each other questions based off of Mm -hmm. the chapters we've read or just, like, an idea we have. This is how our conversations usually work. It's just, like, vomiting, like, if this happened, what would you do? Like, hypotheticals all around. So I think it'd be fun to just put it on a podcast. That'll be great. Yeah, I'm sure everyone will love to hear the weirdest questions we can come up with. All right, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's all we have. We're both, like, really excited to do this and to read the books again even though I just read them (laughs) Um, but to go through them again and connect with people who are also really into the books because I mean they're obviously popular but I feel like not enough people are into them as like as good as they are so we're just gonna hype it up a bit yeah yeah, you can follow us on social media at Camp Half Pod, and you can email us any questions or business inquiries, camphalfpod at gmail.com. If you have any lightning questions that you want to talk about, like, send mm. it in. We'd love to hear what you think about in the dead of night and just, like, wonder what if it, if it comes to Greek mythology and Percy Jackson. Like, you know, maybe keep everything else to your therapist. We don't need to hear about yeah, that. Yeah, we don't need to hear about the rest of your life, but, I mean... If it's if you can explain it using Percy Jackson, then then I'd love to. That'd be great. <laughs> it becomes like an assignment, like a yeah. paragraph of how your life relates to Percy Jackson. Well, next week we are going to move into our cabin, so to speak. We're going to be starting the Lightning Thief, which means we'll be going over chapters one through three. Which means we're going into the museum. Ooh, yes, yes. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Don't forget to rate and review. That's how we kind of get the word out. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. get more people involved. That's what makes it fun. So, you know, leave a comment, review. I don't really know how it works. I don't think I've (laughs) reviewed a lot of podcasts. (laughs) You got to get on that so you know what you're talking about. Exactly. I'm just like a hypocrite over here. Yeah. All right.